Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than giving out death threats if anybody plays Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Tabitha. Don't you play Baby Shark. <laughs> and Lydia. I didn't play it, it's not my fault! <laughs> <laughs> uh, like what you hear, because it's not Baby Shark? Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or Google Play. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, on this episode, we're going to have our second installment of Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire, where we dissect the Joel Schumacher film, Batman and Robin. Uh, later, we're going to clean up gut reaction with the help of Xbox. But first, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Uh, but first, we're going to start with Matt, who's got some news about Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, so Swamp Thing um, has been mired. Um, we watched the trailer last week. It debuted the day after we watched the trailer. One episode has aired, and it has already been canceled. Swamp Swamp. DC, swamp, swamp. <laughs> DC has drained the swamp. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I can't say. <laughs> you all right there? <laughs> um, I can't say that I'm surprised because you know a couple weeks. Well, I don't know how long it's been, but um, you know they they talked about how they they cut the production from 13 episodes to 10 episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, I did read some other things that I'm gonna touch on in a little bit. I, I want to stick with Swamp Thing specifically here for a couple more seconds, um, but there are other factors that might be playing into this. There are some other factors. Um, Although, one of the big things they said is that apparently the Warner Media and AT&T execs um, don't like several things about the show, which makes me wonder who was overseeing all of this production, like, to get this far before they're like, this doesn't look good, we're not doing this. Like, wouldn't you try and oversee that, like, a little before bit got earlier point. in production? Well, the thing is, um, and, I, and I don't know the exact timeline, um, because this was just, like, a little bit of dirty research that I was doing this afternoon. Um, that sounded bad. <laughs> Didn't sound good. <laughs> but um, but Swamp Thing started production before um, AT and T bought Time Warner. Correct. So uh... and I don't know and I don't know how long it was between when AT and T bought Time Warner to where Swamp Thing ended production early. So that may be that it may be just a factor of AT and T was finally like um. No. Now, going along with that, I did happen to see today as well that apparently, in light of all of this, or in addition to all of this, um, they are kind of reevaluating DC Universe as a whole. Which is what I was going to get to. So, yeah. it makes you kind of think that maybe with this merger, that maybe they're going to put the kibosh on DC Universe, and they're going to go with a different streaming service that combines all of the, you know, the AT&T, Warner Brothers properties... Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's it's the new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants their own streaming service. So, um, maybe that has something to do with it, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that is that is something that, yeah, Warner Media is looking to get into the, the streaming mm-hmm. service game. Um, but there's a lot of different streaming services um, that Warner Media has. It's got Boomerang, Crunchyroll, and HBO Go. Oh. Um, so, throwing DC Universe into that. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, yes, like, I, you know, like, I would like to have... You know, if, if this is the, the route that we're going as a society with everything streaming everywhere, I would like to have DC Universe 
meshed with HBO. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, and this is going from somebody who does have DC Universe but doesn't play around with it that much. Um, I actually, that is how I watched Batman and Robin, which we'll get to later. Um, but, um, and because of that, I kind of played around with the app a little bit yeah. more. Uh, but, you know, it's it would be a shame if we lost this app just because, like, there there is a lot well, to... The, um, the comics that are a huge part exactly. of it, too. Yeah. Which app, it's the only one that includes, like, back issues of comic books, yeah. which yeah. is a novel concept. Yeah, a, a graphic novel concept, even. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it's not, and it's not just like a few issues here and there, like it was when they first started. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, I, I, I wanted to look something up last night when I was going through everything, and um, I looked up um, old Batman issues, and I'm talking like, well, like the, I, I was specifically looking for the first appearance of Poison Ivy, okay, because it's gonna again factor into our. Uh, thing later, but yeah, but I mean, like I was able to find that. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that would be a real shame if AT and T does end up right. killing DC Universe yeah. just for the sake of having one big streaming service. Yeah. Right. So, um, swap thing. We hardly knew ye. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I. <laughs> The picture that they posted also with that story, he just he looks like he's pouting. Yeah. It's like aw. <laughs> but from what I've read, I think that they are still going to finish the season. Though. They are. So, yeah, they're going to finish airing the season, and then it'll be done. Yeah. Um, I know that there is a lot to unpack with this, but um, Matt, let's try to hit some of the high points of um, Apple's uh, worldwide developer conference. So they announced a whole bunch of stuff and obviously you know the internet is like hey Android you know, we're Android we have all these things for five years but long and short is this the Apple um, gave a lot of updates for a couple of really big things they are going to be updating the iOS on the Apple watch which will have its own app store uh, which will be directly on the watch to be able to download directly to the watch you won't have to go through your phone for that They will also have more native apps to be able to run on your watch without the use of an iPad or an iPhone. It includes a new voice notes app, an audiobook app, and a calculator app. Uh, The calculator app will also have like a tip calculator and a way to like divide checks um, amongst multiple people. Um, And then they're updating the activity app, which is going to have trends. So you'll be able to see how you do over the course of a week, a month, a year, um, whether you're trending up, trending down, see how you're doing, all those kinds of things. Um, it's going to include menstrual cycle tracking and also uh, hearing health, which I think is kind of a cool thing. I will ignore it entirely, but it'd be cool anyways. <laughs> um, it's going to measure decibel levels, and then it can alert you when the sounds may be damaging to your hearing. Mm. Like I said, I'm going to ignore it because I go to too many concerts, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool that it would measure. So that's going to mm. fall on deaf ears? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I knew there was going to be something, but I hadn't figured out what it was going to be. You know, you've been on a good streak. I have. <laughs> you I, ruined I, it. I have to make up for lost time. <laughs> um, okay, now this, I, I'm being 100% completely serious here. Like, how how do you two feel about having being able to track your menstrual cycle on an iPhone? I mean, I track my menstrual cycle on my iPhone. I track it on my Fitbit, so... Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. See, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't write it down in a calendar. Like, yeah. it's not 1944, so I use an app on my phone. The app on my phone just doesn't... is not an Apple app. It's just a downloaded app. But I feel like it's... 
2019. I think most women are tracking it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was just I, when I was reading that, I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but I just I felt like I didn't want Apple to know that information. But that's just me. You don't want Apple to know when you're on your. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed an uptick when I turn my app on to be like, this is what's happening in my uh, lady product ads on my social media. So <laughs> they are listening. <laughs> Big brother is listening. <laughs> or Big Sister. Oh. <laughs> um, some of the other highlights from Apple, um, they are going to be releasing iOS 13 for the iPhone. It's going to be faster. Downloads will be faster, um, you know, as always. Um, they are going to have a sign-in feature, which we'll be able to use with Face ID or Touch ID that you'll be able to use to sign into other apps. Um, but the kind of cool thing about it is when you use that sign-in button through the iPhone with iOS 13, you can do one of two things. You can either use a stored email address or you can have it randomly generate dummy iCloud addresses for those sign-ins, which then it will forward to your real email address, and then you can you know delete those or use them as you see fit. So kind of an extra layer of like you know, junk mail, I guess, if you will, for that. Um, they're also going to be including better control over which apps use your location, and even uh, looking into giving you notifications when some apps are using that location. Um, they're improving Memoji. They're going to be giving you a dark mode, which is something a lot of people have wanted. Dark mode is so cool. Right? So they're going to be doing that. Um, and they are going to be including swipe typing on the keyboards, which Android has had for quite a while. Um, and I will even admit, like, as a recent iPhone convert, I have a swipe app keyboard. I still swipe on my iPhone. I do. It's just easier for me. Um, they're also going to update the find your iPhone. You'll be able to use that when the iPhone is powered off. Mm. So even if it, the battery dies, it sounds like you'll still be able to find it. Cool. Um, and then they're going to tweak the photos and editing uh, type software as well. A lot of big things coming. Um, they're also going to be doing an individual iOS for iPads. So instead of running a modified version of the iPhone iOS, it's going to have its own slightly tweaked version, which will work better for iPads and bigger screens. Which is smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been using a kind of a hack version for as long as the iPads have been around. So to get their own, which is basically going to look like the same thing, but, you know, some additional things. Yep. Uh, I don't know. The other kind of things that they talked about is the um, the $1,000 monitor display or monitor stand. You know, when I, when I read it... <laughs> When I first heard about it, I was like, oh my god, that is ridiculous. But then I read something that like kind of made it make more sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because, you know, the, for this particular Mac, it's geared towards, it's geared towards professionals yep. who probably already have a stand. Yeah. So what Apple should have done, they <laughs> should have just said, this computer is $6,000, but if the you don't need the stand, we'll knock a thousand bucks yeah. off. Yeah. Because it is. It's a $5,000 monitor. Computer, the thousand dollars for the stand. Um, you know, it's not a static stand, so it's not you know just going to sit there. Well, I mean, it'll just sit there, but it's not like it rotates and adjusts up, down, sideways. Um, but it kind of the, the I guess the big thing for that for Apple users uh, is you can swivel it into portrait mode mm-hmm. nice and easily. But yeah, it's still technically a thousand dollars on top of the five thousand dollar computer. Yeah. So. No, I'm good. <laughs> 
So, granted, I don't, it's not necessary for me, but man, I don't think that there's a world where I would want a five thousand dollar computer. Be worried yeah. to break it way too easily. Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah mm. no, <laughs> no. So, um, and then the last thing to touch on here is um, the death of iTunes. Um, iTunes is officially going away. If you are an iOS user, you know this already. There's a separate app for podcasts, for TV, and for music. That's where they're going with this. Basically, it's just been too long of iTunes trying to do too many things and not doing any of them super well. Um, none of your music that you've bought over the course of forever from the iTunes store is going away. But the iTunes store, like you're going to be able to stop buying singles and CDs. Um, and part of that just comes from the fact that I didn't know this until today. 75% of the music industry revenue from last year comes from streaming. Wow. That doesn't surprise me much, to be quite honest it, with you. It doesn't anymore, but at the same time, it's still like, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. So well, there's well, no point in iTunes for buying. Right. Well, when you can spend 10 bucks a month and mm-hmm. just play whatever song you want as many times as you want compared to going to iTunes and spending 10 bucks for one album. Yep. Then yeah, you're going to go with the other. <laughs> you're going to go with the alternative. Yeah, like as soon as Apple Music became a thing and it was like 9.99 a month, I was like, "Yep, give me give it to me. Give it to me right now." Like I quit buying and messing with anything including Spotify. So, cuz it's just it goes to all my devices and it's all connected and I don't have to mess with anything. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the big things, but uh, yeah, they actually kind of had a lot to say, even though they didn't really reveal any new devices. All right, so we are going to do, and I'm so excited for this, (laughs) Um, we're going to do our uh, second installment of Guilty Pleasure or Dumpster Fire. Uh, so we decided, well, we decided, we needed to decide on what was going to be the topic for this month's segment, uh, back when the news broke that Robert Pattinson was going to be uh, the next Batman. After that, we had our decision. Uh, we were going to we were going to uh, cover probably the most controversial Batman movie ever, 1997's Batman and Robin. Uh, it's got a whopping 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't make the best of list for many for many, but is it really the dumpster fire that many claim it to be? So um, let's go ahead and start off. Like, what's wrong with Batman and Robin? I mean, is it casting, acting, directing, writing? What do we think? It's hokey. It, it is it's, hokey. But it's hokey for a reason. Like, if you don't watch this movie and just think of, like, the original Batman TV show, there's something incredibly wrong with you. Like, the only thing Joel Schumacher did not put in this movie is, like, the bam and wham. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only yeah. thing he didn't do. It doesn't make sense. They call out their villains. Like, it's that's what it is. It's harkening back to that old Batman. And, like, yeah, it's hokey and it's a little tacky, but it reminds me of Adam West Batman. It mm-hmm. just does. And yeah, and that's and that's exactly what I got. I felt like it was that remade for the nineties. Yes, yep. exactly. You know, um, I bitch, did... get out of my brain. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking as I was watching this last night. <laughs> um, that said, like, okay, the special effects are not good. Oh no, no, <laughs> but no, no. The freeze ray, what? <laughs> I will say though, like. You got to keep in mind this movie is 22 years old, so like I'm willing to yeah. forgive that just a little bit. When they're fighting on the stairs, I noticed it when we were watching this last night. When they're fighting on the stairs, the ice that's dripping down the staircase, they're like bumping into it and it's like vibrating because it's plastic. And I was dying. Like, I think if you're gonna go for something that's like actually wrong with this movie, I feel like they tried to shove too many characters into it, so mm-hmm. you didn't get enough fleshed out with any of them so it was just too many like 
character plot lines at once. Yep. Yeah. I had totally forgotten that Bane was in this. Matt, get out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I completely forgot that he was in it. And it did kind of suck that basically Bane, you know, who like in the comics was responsible for breaking Bruce Wayne's back, mm-hmm. is reduced to being Poison Ivy's, he- you know, henchman. Yeah. He's Poison Ivy's Alfred. Like, he drives her yeah. around. He does Bane what she says. Bane is my favorite part of this movie. Every time he says anything, every <laughs> time, exit. I'm just like, oh my god. Like, she says something, and he, like, repeats, like, the last thing she said back, and it's just... I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. I just love how whenever she needs something, she's like, hey, do this. Slams button on chest. <laughs> right, how do I get one of those? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, one of my biggest complaints about this movie was, um, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but um, the whole idea that, like, Barbara slash Batgirl, mm-hmm. uh, like, her whole backstory was changed. Mm-hmm. You know, she was not the character at all. Uh, she was changed to being Alfred's niece from being, you know, um, uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, also, for this one, though, I'm okay with because Commissioner Gordon in this movie sucks. Yes. Yeah, he's the worst. But my thing, if they had just, like, made her a completely different character, give her a different name, right. I would have been completely fine with it. Yeah. But that said, also... Why does Alicia Silverstone not have like a British accent in this movie? I was She's gonna ask that too. Alfred's niece. I my my only. She went thing, to Oxbridge. Yeah, my my only thing that, but they didn't explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe her mom moved to America and Barbara spent most of her life as an American and only traveled back. You know, for for school. But again, but it's not explicitly mentioned. No. Yeah. It's not explained, but that's just the assumption you make. Also, I... Do you really want to see Alicia Silverstone try, try to fake, a yeah, British no, accent? No, I do not want to see that at all. Because I all, I can, all I can picture is her like as Cher Horowitz, but at Oxbridge <laughs> <laughs> at an L.A. County High School. Like That's all I can think about. And it's awful. <laughs> Is it though? Also, Alicia Silverstone is the same character no matter what she's doing. She she's is. always Cher Horowitz. The only thing she's not doing is saying as if. Like, she's still doing her hair flip, and like she's still she's still looking, and her mannerisms are always exactly the same. What would happen if you put her and Keanu Reeves in a movie together? It would explode. Because, <laughs> I mean, they always play the same character. Mm-hmm. It would literally just explode. <laughs> Throw in Johnny Depp in there, too. Right. Oh, God. Directed by Tim Burton. Everything's fine. (laughs) Music by Danny Elfman. So... (laughs) Okay, so how did this movie compare to watching it, you know, as an adult, you know, as as opposed to, like, the last time that you had watched it? If you have watched it before. I have... I remember watching this one other time, like, long ago, not long after it came out. And what you said about, and what Tabitha said about how it meshes the... Batman 66 with the 90s. I mean, that's basically what this whole thing encompassed to me, watching it. And I didn't pick up on that when I watched it as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved this movie. Like, I am a fan of a good, bad movie. Like, those are some of my favorite movies. But I love this movie. I loved this movie when it came out. I've loved this movie every time I've watched it since. And, like, nothing has changed for me. <laughs> I think I don't think I've actually ever seen this movie all the way through until last night. I've seen bits and pieces of it like throughout the years, but I don't think I've ever sat down and actually fully watched it. 
But all I remember from when I watched it when I was younger was being like extremely uncomfortable anytime Poison Ivy was on screen. <laughs> That's just Uma Thurman's face. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. <laughs> but so like thinking back on just snippets that I've seen compared to sitting down watching it last night, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than I did when I was younger. Yeah. So I think it's just a lot of it I didn't quite catch when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dirty and inappropriate. Oh, it's oh very, yeah. It's so dirty and inappropriate. But, um, but yeah, but like, I remember liking it as a kid mostly because, like I've, like I've said before, like, Batgirl and Robin have always been two of my favorite Bat characters. Mm-hmm. So seeing both of them, you know, on the big screen, that was awesome for me. Um, I didn't really appreciate the whole changing of, you know, Barbara's backstory. I think as a kid, I was like, "Oh, she's got the same name. It's the same character." <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> question for you: Since you are the big like Robin, Nightwing, all that, fan, mm. is he always that whiny, or is it just how he played him? I think it's how he played him. Okay, because he was like extremely yeah. whiny, and I'm a teenager, and you're mean. Yeah. Well, and and I I got I kind of got the sense that they were. Not adapting, because they didn't adapt anything with Batman and Robin. <laughs> but they were kind of adapting, like, when Dick Grayson had his falling out with Bruce Wayne and eventually became Nightwing. Mm. I think that's kind of what they were going yeah. for. I also think mm. part of, and this kind of goes um, into my next uh, subject or whatever, um, another thing, that again, they didn't adapt it, because they changed Poison Ivy's backstory a lot as well with this yeah. movie. But Poison Ivy's first appearance in the comics... Like, she kind of causes a rift between Batman and Robin. In this movie, she She causes a rift between Batman and Robin. And I think at this point, it's an Easter egg at best. But I thought that that was a really (laughs) cool moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What other, like, redeeming qualities does this movie have? To me, it's all Alfred. Alfred always, always, no matter what iteration of Batman it is, Alfred's always the best. (sighs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling here. I like the campy Batman. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Keaton will forever be my Batman. He was my first Batman. He will. He is my only Batman. Like, if I could live in a universe where there were no Batman movies except movies where Michael Keaton played Batman, I would be fine. But young, tiny Tabitha loved George Clooney forever and always because of ER. So George Clooney's Batman is maybe my second favorite Batman, and I will never admit that again. <laughs> We've got it. Not on tape, but... <laughs> There's no tape. It is not. It's a 90s movie. It's on tape. Yeah. But I love this movie. It has all the redeeming qualities for me because it just I I like the sense of nostalgia with this Batman movie for me. I also like some of the little like one-liners they kind of throw in, like "This is why Bat," or "This is why Superman works alone." Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or or, uh, Poison Ivy referencing the anatomically correct bat suit, like just yeah. For, for me, um, obviously, if you've ever met me, you know that I love a good bad pun. <laughs> Mr. Freeze was full of them. So oh, yeah. many ice puns, my God. Um, that said, like, at the very end, like, when he gives um, Batman, you know, the antidote or whatever, mm. I saw the take two of these and call me in the morning. I saw that coming from a mile away, <laughs> but I still chuckled at it, you know? <laughs> um, I'm not for sure, like, and like we've kind of said a couple times, like, I'm not for sure if this movie 
intentionally didn't take itself seriously or you know or yeah. not or I mean have you seen anything else by Joel Schumacher I'm sure I have because it's just who yeah. he is as a human like yeah. he doesn't take anything it's all kind of like it makes fun of itself yeah. but you can't tell <laughs> if it's actually trying to make fun of itself or if it's just bad <laughs> I mean it had its serious moments but for the most part it was super campy oh yeah yeah so um we can't talk about Batman and Robin without talking about the bat nipples <laughs> Ugh. Here's here's my thing, and this is not a defense of the bat nipples. <laughs> However, if this episode is not called "In Defense of Bat Nipples," <laughs> never forgive you. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be in defense of bat nipples, and <laughs> little caveat at the bottom. <laughs> well, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a close up of the bat nipples, but it'll be like. Two of our faces instead of the nipples. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to go with. It should be you two. I was saying nice. Because there's no reason for men to have nipples anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> right in the staff. Okay, anyway, so this is not in defense of bat nipples. However, um, they serve about as much purpose on a superhero suit as abs do. <laughs> and abs are all over the place on superhero suits, and nobody complains about exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a good point, yeah. I'm not saying I want more bat nipples in my life. Two points. Jesus. <laughs> 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 you know what I just realized? What? I, I never really appreciated the fact that he had bat nipples in a movie with Mr. Freeze because it was so cold. <laughs> How did we not think of that before? Really? You're right. We solved the bat nipple riddle. <laughs> I'm going to go home. <laughs> My life is complete. The bat nipple riddle has been solved. <laughs> Also, say that five times in the past. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> See, the thing that amused me while I was watching it, because I knew that was on our list of things to like, talk about, I noticed the bat nipples for about ten seconds, and mm-hmm. then I completely forgot about them the rest of the movie. But why are they so focused on the rubber butts of these bat suits? At the very beginning? Oh, yeah. All of it! Oh, like, true. all the time! <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I kind of am. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> 1990s George Clooney can call me. <laughs> what about present day George Clooney? <laughs> all, those, all those kids have done something to him. So, alright. Can I throw in a random thing because I don't think it fits yes. in any of our categories? I had forgotten that the guy that plays Lionel Luther in Smallville is the uh-huh. one that basically creates Bane and Poison Ivy in this. Uh-huh. Oh. The mad scientist at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Pick up on that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, Alright, so what is it? Is it Guilty Pleasure or Dumpster Fire? Um, I think no. you mean it's this the best movie ever. <laughs> before before um, we give our votes, I do want to point out, because uh, I did put this uh, question up on Facebook and Instagram earlier this week, and it was split. We actually we got we got a couple of responses, and right. it was split between Guilty Pleasure and Dumpster Fire. So, what do we think? I mean, obviously for me, this is it's not even really a Guilty Pleasure, it's just a pleasure that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that even though I now see the 
old Adam West Batman merged with the 90s, like, technology and flash flare, if you will, this still remains a dumpster fire for me. Um, I'm with Tabitha. I don't even know that I can call this a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I mean... It is not on the same level of the Nolanverse or the MCU or anything like that, and it's not trying to be. Um, it was a fun couple of hours. <laughs> That's, you know, uh, I, like I said, I found myself laughing. I'm not for sure if it was with the movie or at it, <laughs> but still, that's that's where it was. Lydia? I rode the fence on this one for, like, a long time, but overall, I think I'm going to have to go Guilty Pleasure, because I, I would definitely just sit and watch this again just to pick up on more of the goofiness and the campiness and I'm sure there's some puns that I missed because I was too busy rolling my eyes at the ones that I just heard. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so So yeah, so that I'm sorry Matt, you're outnumbered. Sorry. Batman and Robin is a guilty pleasure. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do this again next month. Um, if you have an idea of what we should review? Is that is that what we're doing? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if Scrutinized. You, yeah. <laughs> Uh, critique, critique. Yeah, there you go. If uh, if you've gotten an, an idea of what you know of what we should uh, cr- critique uh, next month, shoot us an uh, email. The Geek Awakens at uh, the Geek Awakens Podcast at gmail Wow, I cannot talk. Do usually, usually save that for the end. Um, or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. I think we might be on Friendster. I'm not 100 percent for sure. <laughs> How's our MySpace page looking? <laughs> I think we need to update our song. Yeah, yeah we should really update our top eight. <laughs> yeah, sleeper hold's still up there. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, we're going to move on to gut reaction. Um, so the first thing that I'm going to talk about, it's actually it's kind of two stories mixed into one because uh, we've got a lot of stuff left to cover. Um, so a couple of the Avengers are continuing to avenge in real life. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Announced the uh, launch of a new organization. It's called the Footprint Coalition. Uh, it's aiming to use advanced technology for the good of the environment. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. said that, uh, quote, between robotics and nanotechnology, we could clean up this planet uh, significantly, if not totally, in 10 years. Um, that is scheduled to start in April of 2020. Awesome. On the flip side, uh, Chris Evans is responding to a plans for this uh, guy. His name is... Hold on, I had it. Uh, Mark Shahady, or Sahady. Uh, he's trying to plan a straight pride parade in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your eyes. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I already <laughs> um, So, Chris Evans tweeted out, he says, Wow, cool initiative, fellas. Just a thought, instead of straight pride parade, how about this? The desperately trying to bury our own gay thoughts by being homophobic because nobody taught us how to access our emotions as children parade. What do you think? <laughs> Two on the nose? <laughs> yes! <Wow. laughs> and also, uh, in that same article, uh, I did talk about how uh, Dave Batista called out a Rhode Island bishop who was urging Catholics to boycott uh, gay pride month events. Um, Batista went, out, went on to say, he says, my mom's a lesbian, I think I turned out okay, and the activity she chooses uh, is to help the homeless and people suffering from mental illness. I admit that I'm not perfect, but at least I was never a judgmental hypocrite. So, um, thumbs up to Avengers being Avengers. Lydia. Absolutely, I love all of this. Thumbs up, guys. Good job. Definitely. I love it when people use their platforms for good things. Thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. I mean, if you're gonna, like, get, if, if, Celebrities are going to get into politics. 
or like political issues, doing them in a positive fashion like this is exactly what I want to see. So thumbs up. We also got a couple of uh, first listens um, for upcoming movies. Uh, we got our first look at um, Beyonce as Nala in The Lion King. It was a 30-second spot that was posted to her YouTube channel. Basically, it's just Nala saying, Simba, you have to take your place as king, etc., etc. As excited as I am for this movie, it was a little weird to hear, because it still sounded like Beyonce, just as a lion-s, which she kind of is. Did you want it to, like, rumble and growl underneath the... Like, like what do you want? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Just change up your voice a little bit. I'm still giving it a thumbs up, though. I'm still totally pumped. Lydia. I'm gonna go thumbs up. I kind of want to hear more to know how it's gonna be, but overall, it had a good, like, calming Nala voice, even though it does still sound like Beyonce. Tabitha. Uh, thumbs up for Beyonce. Thumbs down for this Lion King thing we don't need. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Um, I still am not on board with this whole Lion King thing. Um, as far as voicing, I go back and forth on the whole idea of celebrities voicing animated, you know, characters, what have you. <clears throat> Granted, there are some that fit, that go well. There's some that just seem awkward, so I'm going thumbs sideways. Uh, we also got our first listen of Mark Hamill as Chucky. Um, I have not been excited about the Chucky movie at all. Um, Mark Hamill has kind of gotten me a little bit excited. Um, oh. He just... <laughs> <laughs> not like that. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he just... He plays Sinister so well. So I'm giving that... I'm giving, you know, I'm giving his performance a thumbs up. Why not, Lydia? I don't like Chucky. I've never seen the originals. I probably am not going to see this. And watching that trailer made me squirmish because Mark Hamill is creepy as hell. So, thumbs up for being creepy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, huge thumbs up to Mark Hamill. Like, no one does a creepy voice like Mark Hamill. So, thumbs up for that part. I'm still not on board with this Chucky remake. Leave Chucky. Hashtag leave Chucky alone. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least he's getting more use out of that kind of Joker voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is so iconic now for Mark Hamill. I mean, so thumbs up on the voice, but on this movie, just a thumbs down. Um, Matt, let's talk about Magic the Gathering. The Russo brothers are continuing to do all sorts of things. They have now signed on to executive produce a new animated series based on the collectible trading card game. Um it is going to be a creation of an all-new storyline, but it's also going to expand on the storylines of the Planeswalkers, who are the magic-welding heroes and villains. They have no information on length of season or when it will debut. Um, the two lead writers for this series are going to be Henry Gilroy, who was working on Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars, and Jose Molina, who was working on The Tick and Agent Carter. This one kind of turns me a little bit here. Um, in the in the positive... Um, Yuraki Machiziki, I butchered that, I apologize. I can't do those. Um, he's a story artist on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He is going to be the supervising director and co-executive producer for this project. Um, so the Russo brothers and with um, that guy working on the art direction, um, I'm going to go thumbs up. And I've always been a Magic the Gathering nerd, so I think I hope this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for any kind of adaptation for Magic. Um, yeah, from what I've heard, I mean, I mean, it's the Russo brothers, so I mean, yeah, sure, thumbs up, Lydia. I'm gonna go thumbs sideways just because 
stuff like this has a tendency to be, how do I word this? It doesn't get taken as seriously as it should when they are making it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of downplays the story and overall like feel of it. So I'm worried that it's going to not be handled as well as it should be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about something similar that Lydia said. I'm worried that they're going to... It's going to be more like a video game movie. And we all know how video game movies mm-hmm. tend to go. But with the Russo brothers behind it, that does give me... A little bit more hope. Also, Magic the Gathering was one of my original nerd problems. So, I'm going thumbs <laughs> sideways. We're going to go from Magic the Gathering to Magic 8-Ball? <sighs> you know, we had a Battleship movie, so now we're going to have a Magic 8-Ball movie. Um, yeah, Deadline broke the news. Mattel and Bloomhouse Films are going to be working together to bring Magic 8-Ball toy to movie theaters. It's going to be directed by Jeff Wadlow, who has done stuff for Bloomhouse in the past. This is going to be a thriller, which I guess I kind of see, but why? This is a thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Beating people with a magic eight ball. Um, The only thing I can think of is like if it's kind of like a monkey's paw type of thing. Mm. If it's something like that, like, okay, maybe, but I don't see good things from this. Um, Yeah, thumbs down. Lydia. All I can think about is, like, are you trying to make it into, like, a Ouija board type thing? Mm Because that's what you sound like you're trying to do. And you can't make a movie out of an eight ball. Go away. Thumbs down. (laughs) Make a movie with an eight ball, though. Uh, (laughs) Tabitha. In one day. (laughs) Thumbs down. Just... (laughs) Just unless you're wielding it like a weapon and like you're like, should I kill this person? Yes or no? And you're like, oh, you get to live. And you turn around and you're like, should I kill this person? Yes or no? Oh, smash. It's like Riddler, but with a magic ball. Like, then I'm okay with it. Or not Riddler, not Two Face. I, I said that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That might be good. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Tabitha, who lives in a prequel under the sea? Oh, SpongeBob Y Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nickelodeon has announced that they're going to be doing a Spongebob Squarepants prequel series. Um, they've ordered 13 CG animation episodes, not 2G, 2D animation episodes of Camp Coral, bull spelled with a K, drives me insane. Um, 10-year-old Spongebob is going to be going to sleepaway camp, and we're going to get to witness this. Um, production begins this summer, and it's expected to debut in 2020. Thumbs down, stop it, make it go away. Matt, you love a good backstory. What do you mean you don't want this? <laughs> you know, that's good, like, really close to me. I'm so scared. <sighs> magic shame mail. So should I kill this person? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need a magic eight ball for this show. Be like, should I shame them? No. <laughs> Feels like a lot of work. <laughs> this does not need to happen. Thumbs down. Yeah. So... Do you think the counselors at Camp Coral, do you think the counselor is also spelled with a K? Oh, I'm sure. So Camp Coral Counselor? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I'm sure. Oh, That's... no. <laughs> As a child, the backwards R and the Toys R Us sign drove me insane to the point where I would say something to the cashier every time I went in there. <laughs> They're like, My dad we don't have any control over humiliated this. humiliated because, like, four-year-old Tabitha was like, excuse me, did you know the R on your sign is backwards? And when people, like, for day- daycares and preschools and stuff spell school with a K... Boils my blood. Like, you're trying to teach children how to do things, but you're misspelling the words in your own name. 
Why? This bothers me. Stop misspelling things that children are looking at. Um, Putting off my soapbox. <laughs> Do you the, ever get off your soapbox? I feel like no. Permanent no, no, this is how I see things. I'm sure. <laughs> Her soapbox has wheels. It's <laughs> really around. Um, I would be a little bit okay with this if it still had the same animation style as the original. Mm. But the fact that they're going CG just sounds weird. Thumbs down, Lydia. Yeah, this just doesn't need to happen. I don't need to see SpongeBob as a kid. Yeah. Thanks. Thumbs down. <laughs> um. Lydia, what else is Nickelodeon do do, do doing? Something that they need to do 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 don't. Okay. <laughs> Nickelodeon is pairing up with Smart Study Studio to turn Baby Shark into an animated series. <laughs> like, are are they just trying to kill as many parents as possible? Like, is that what's happening? Yes. Also, did you guys realize this stupid video has 2.9 billion views on YouTube? Why? Because, because children. Yeah, because children like the song and kids like to do everything on repeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, but I repeated a lot of things when I was a kid. Like, I would watch movies and listen to things over and over. I would not have listened to this that many times. Thumbs down. Like, don't, don't hurt parents more than they already are. <laughs> I have not heard this. You are... I have avoided it like the plague. Every time someone says anything, posts anything, I accidentally clicked on a video one time that was like making fun of it. I immediately backed out of it. I have gone this long without hearing it. And I swear to God, if you... I was waiting for you to push the button for it to start playing when she started talking about the story. And I was literally going to knock your computer on the floor and walk out of this house. Thumbs down. Make it stop. I haven't even heard it and I already hate it. <laughs> Matt. Uh, I have two children. They have played this on numerous occasions. This is a dumb idea on top of a dumb song. Thumbs down. I'm going to preface this by saying this, yeah, definitely thumbs down. However, I do disagree. I think this is brilliant on Nickelodeon's part. They are doing a cash grab. I'm surprised that hasn't done already. So. So I'll be honest real quick. Before this was like a big YouTube thing in like 2015... I remember way back, like 15 years ago or more, me and my cousins lining up and doing this at an anniversary party for my mom and my grandparents. That's the thing. It's this been is, around It's forever. not a new song. And I'm so ashamed of us now that it's so annoying. Like, why did you sit and let us do this for you guys? Like, why did you not just tell us to sit down? I am certain that video of this exists. God, I hope not. Paging all of Lydia's family. Don't let me watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. I will pay good money for this. I will murder you all. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll have good money. Drag before you die. (laughs) I'll say what you can't do is because you're dead. (laughs) Um, Tabitha, let's uh, talk about Punky Brewster. Oh, God. Do we have to? Okay. So everything this week is just the unoriginal ideas, I swear. Um, UCP, which I don't know what that is, is developing a sequel series starring the original Punky, Soleil Moon Fry. Um, It's going to be many years in the future where Punky is now a single mother of three trying to get her life back together, and she meets a young girl that reminds her of her younger self, and I'm assuming hijinks take off from there. I did not like Punky Brewster as a kid. She was weird. 
She freaked me out a little bit. I don't know why. Don't ask. I was a very strange child. I don't understand why we can't have original ideas on TV or movies anymore. Like, what is happening in the world? Thumbs down. Make Punky Brewster go away. Matt, Matt, I just have to agree. Can we just get some original ideas and stop doing reboots and rehashes of everything? Thumbs down. Yeah, I I never got into Punky as a kid. Um, I don't see any need for it now, so thumbs down. Lydia? My thing with these, like, reboots and stuff, they're... There's a line where you can go, oh, people grew up with this. We should age them up so that it's the same age as these people are now. You don't need to do that with every single character. You don't need to make every single character grow up and have a family and have to deal with this kid that's like them just for karma's sake. Like, no, stop. Go away. Thumbs down. <clears throat> so at BookCon, there was a, a DC Inc. panel, and they... Um, announced a lot of different uh, YA graphic novels. Uh, DC Inc., it's actually, it's, uh, they're standalone stories. They're not part of the uh, ongoing continuity. And so, like, people who have never heard of these characters can read these and, you know, whatever. Um, so we've got a couple of Teen Titans uh, titles. There's Raven and Beast Boy. Uh, also, there's The Oracle Code, Gotham High, Shadow of Batgirl, and then also uh, The Lost Carnival, a, a Dick Grayson graphic novel. Sounds cool. I mean, I, I definitely want to know more about um, a couple of the other ones, uh, like especially Gotham High, because I really I didn't get any kind of information on like what it's about or anything like that. But um, anything Dick Grayson, okay, yeah, sign me up. So, Lydia, thumbs up. Sounds cool. Definitely agreed. Thumbs up. Law for more graphic novels. I like the idea. My only concern, like you said, is Gotham High. I feel like that might be one of those situations where they take all of the characters and the backstories that we know. And throw them out the window and put them all as juniors or seniors in high school together. And all of a sudden, Bruce Wayne is going to school with Poison Ivy and you know, Victor Freeze. And you're like, uh, why are we doing that? Why is that necessary? So I'm going to go thumbs up in the general idea. That's the one that really kind of scares me, I guess, if what, you know what they're going to do. So, all right. Um, so One First Comics has announced Alien Bones. It's an original graphic novel. Um, but it kind of, uh, it, it's the idea of di- the dinosaurs first ruled other planets before making their way to Earth. So it, uh, it follows, uh, Liam Mycroft, a 10-year-old boy who goes on an intergalactic adventure with his best friend, his robot, and his pet dinosaur. Yes! <laughs> Thumbs up. That's, that's all I need. I want this right now. Uh, but I have to wait until October 2nd. Uh, Lydia. I'm in. Thumbs up. Definitely. Yeah, same. All my boxes just got checked. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, Matt, let's talk about Carnival Row. So we've got a new series coming from Legendary and Amazon. It's going to be an Amazon Prime exclusive. There was a teaser released. The general gist of this is that is there, there is an imp- a oppressed minority that must navigate a world that doesn't want to let them be the people or creatures that they were meant to be. The sorceress from Suicide Squad. What? Not sorceress. What was? Enchantress. Enchantress. I'm not going to try the actress's name because I'm going to butcher it. Thank you. Um, Her and Orlando Bloom are the two main characters. It is set in a fantasy version of Victorian England. Despite how much Delevingne's eyebrows bother me, I'm going to go thumbs up on this idea. Um, I'm going thumb sideways. It sounds interesting. Um, the, the trailer did nothing for me. Like, I, I didn't know anything about this beforehand, and the trailer just didn't give me much information at all. So, Lydia. 
See, I'm the exact opposite. I have no idea what this is, but even just that little snippet piqued my interest. I love the Victorian style mixed with like creatures and mm. all that fun stuff, so I want to see what this is about, so I'm going thumbs up. Definitely. Yeah, a fantasy series taking place in Victorian London is mm-hmm. like all my hopes and dreams coming true, and then you gave me Orlando Bloom, and you just... Oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. Um, so, Tabitha, let's talk about um, what I have lovingly called this uh, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to just read you my notes, because I was feeling sassy by the end of this. I <laughs> know! <laughs> <laughs> So, my notes say, Microsoft has teamed up with Axe to make losers smell better. <laughs> followed by a bullet point of just kidding. Followed by a bullet point of kind of. <laughs> so, exclusive to Australia and New Zealand, and let's hope it stays that way, Xbox and the Australian version of Axe, body spray, um, has created a body wash, a shower gel, and a deodorant that are going to be Xbox themed. Now we're going to talk about the smell. Do they smell like uh, Cheetos in Mom's basement? In Mountain Dew. Code red. Obviously. Um, no. They smell like pulsing green citrus. What? Um, featuring. Yeah, Same Z's. Uh, featuring top notes of kefir, lime, and winter lemon, aerobic herbal middle notes of mint and sage, and woody bottom notes of patchouli and clear wood. Okay, part one. That sounds like a really a good whiskey. Lot, right, exactly. <laughs> like, are you aging a bourbon or are you washing your body? Like, what are you doing? Also, those are very different smells, like patchouli and lime. Like, mm. that's like different ends of your like olfactory like senses. You're like, ooh, this is super sweet and like you know, kind of like mellow. This is citrus. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I'm I'm curious enough that I want to know what it smells like, but at the same time, I absolutely do not. Thumbs up for getting nerds to wash their bodies. Thumbs down <laughs> for whatever the hell the rest of it is. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely appealing to a certain market that might not otherwise purchase said products. So thumbs up for that idea. Um, yeah, I'm giving this a thumb sideways only because we don't get to experience it. Lydia. So I feel like if they're really trying to like aim this at people, at like nerds that don't shower and all that, they need to make the bottles look like controllers. Oh! oh. Just saying. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go thumb sideways just because I'm sad that it's Xbox and not PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> We're only gonna do one more story. One more story, maybe two. We'll see. So, do we want to talk about a Star Wars musical? Arnold Schwarzenegger rapping, a Pokemon-themed wedding, or AI naming cats. What? I'm over Arnold Schwarzenegger, because I... Too much Mr. Freeze? (laughs) Too much Mr. Freeze. (laughs) Too much Mr. Freeze. But he'll be back. (laughs) I couldn't even find my bell. (laughs) Now I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger as King George in Hamilton. No! <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> no. Yes! I demand it. <laughs> the queen has spoken. <laughs> Ooh, me is King George and Hamilton. <laughs> yes, please! Yes! Uh, I'm not picking things. You pick things. You're in charge. You're in charge here. Fine. <laughs> okay, I really want to talk about this. 
guess last year um, this person uh, trained a neural net to generate names for kittens, and it, it gave um, gave it a list of eight thousand existing cat names to imitate. Uh, but the AI didn't have any kind of context. Uh, didn't have any had zero knowledge of English or context of words, letter combinations, etc., etc. So it came up with some really weird names. So um, changed it up a little bit, uh, gave it more context, um, and it's trained by OpenAI. Um, so it knows words and letter combinations that tend to be used together in a lingu English language internet. So um, so they teamed up with Animal Morse Refuge, which is in Philadelphia, I believe. Yes, and named some cats, adoptable kittens. So if you live in Philadelphia, you can you can see these cats. There are a ton of names. I'm only going to go over a few of them. Um, there are four different ca categories. First, the neural net did fancy names um, <laughs> like uh, Pompadour, <laughs> Tom Glitter, <laughs> uh, Cheesemongers, <laughs> and M. Tinklesby Linkladder Soap. <laughs> Well, if I have a kid, I know what I'm naming it. <laughs> um, also kind of did the opposite of fancy. Um, there was what's probably my favorite. Scat Cat Butthole. <laughs> I mean, that's very like accurate, though. Um, gangrene. Aww, oh, I'm sad. Poor kitty. <laughs> Moisture. <laughs> Buttwig. <laughs> Dr. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> Fudge Putty. <laughs> and in all caps, butt. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I feel like I should change my dog's name to at least three of those. Um, Just like Dr. Dr. Fart. Fart. <laughs> Although I feel like Fudge Putty should be pronounced Fudge Putty. Like Aww. Yeah, yeah, support um, then we had some uh, sinister names. Oh no, sinister cat name. Uh, Miss Vulgar, <laughs> Lilith the Vamp, um, Bibles Smoked. Okay. <laughs> the Firestarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please tell me it's an orange cat. All of a sudden, I'm thinking of that preview for Pets Two. <laughs> the Siamese cat's like we start fires. <laughs> Um, Scarlet Be Thy Coat. Ooh. That's, like, um. I like that. <laughs> this one is a little concerning considering this is coming from AI. Uh, Kill All Humans. <laughs> I mean, I feel like cats, like, have an ulterior motive to kill all humans anyway. She's so not yeah. I feel like it's just kind of trying to warn us. Um, and then also Mr. Sinister. Said Miss Vulgar and Mr. Sinister, yeah. huh? Um, and then finally we just had some very weird cat names. Um, pinball the haven't been weird. Yeah. Pinball scene, all one word. Peanut butter jiggles. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling a lie. Lion cat. <laughs> right. You name it. Obviously not. Whiskerdo. Aw. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Various authors. Oh, <laughs> uh, fish especially. Okay. Checker spin donut Quinn. <laughs> Two pets grandpa. Aww. Again, all in caps, please. <laughs> now that's a cat name. <laughs> and then also these last two, uh, notable caps lock, product legend, weird science platinum. 
and not suitable for character of the Enforcer. <laughs> now that I like. <laughs> so there you have it. If you're in the market for a new kitten, um, you can use one of those names. It's terrifying. <laughs> Cats are just going to take over the world and they're going to make us pay for all this. (laughs) Cats are going to take over the world and like 90% of internet users are going to be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I mean, I feel like if you own a cat, they already rule your life anyway. She's not wrong. Because I have a cat that will literally, if you're not petting him, he'll find you and he'll pet himself with whatever part of your body he can (laughs) get to. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I see that your left ear is available. Let me rub my face on that. Hold still, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're not petting me? Don't worry. I'll pet myself. My cat likes to, like, walk up to me and just start meowing and then looking at the food dish that it's completely full. Like, Mm. you have food. You have water. What do you want? More food. And more water. Mine just want the sink turned on, even though they can do it themselves. (laughs) Jerks. So that's all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram throughout the week, so be sure to follow us there. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>